Welcome to My Life, My Choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is Wednesday, the 19th of July, and the hour is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I will be your host for the next 60 minutes. And my co-host is Olivia Lashley, coming to you from London in the U.K., And we will be talking today about, what are we going to be talking about? Today we're going to be talking about the power. Right, Liz, did you hear that? Um, I heard you say the power and then nothing else after that until you said right, Liz. Okay, good. Okay, right. Um, That's okay because something just flashed up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wonder if everybody can hear that. You know, Mm -hmm. it it was like, no, it was giving me a a prompt to... Mm you know, to do something, but I'm like, it was really loud, you know, but anyway, mm. so yes, um, today we're going to be talking about understanding the power of being patient, and I actually spelt that totally incorrect, no, I did, I spelt that right, patient, patient, yes, patient, <laughs> I thought I spelled it incorrect, you know, I'm looking at it, I'm like, no, that's wrong, <laughs> that's wrong, um, but that that being said, guys, um, that's what we're going to be talking about, the universal law of patience. And it's uh, it's something that I personally feel that many people can benefit from. But that being said, as we always do, Olivia, how are you? How is your tired self today? Yeah, just tired, really, at the moment. But um, no, apart from that, it's all good. It's all good. You know how it goes, Wens. How are you? Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. A little tired myself, um, but outside of that, everything's really good. I mean, it rained here this morning. Mm. I mean, you woke up and usually sun bright, six five thirty sun bright. You can't even look outside; it's so bright. And mm-hmm. I kind of woke up and I, I, I was like, "Oh, what time is it?" And I'm just like, "Oh, it's raining! It's <laughs> raining!" And so they've 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 had a bit of rain. I I understood from something that I saw a rain post that um that some places, I don't know if all over in in England, they they've been getting thunderstorms and rain and that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last last night it was. Um, I don't think it was that bad here where I am, but uh, there were some places it was apparently really, really, really bad. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, it was more lightning than anything else. You got a little few claps of thunder, but um, it was like the lightning with the lightning. Because I I found myself thinking, I wonder, you know. Uh, as form, uh, it's a form of sort of like electrical measurement, you know, you, you like measuring things in watts, um, mm-hmm. like the brightness. I wonder how bright um, the uh, like the when a light uh, is. Yeah, a lightning, lightning is because mm-hmm. it's like you know, if you've got your eyes closed, you definitely see it. You know, it's 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 mm-hmm. just a, a, a mm-hmm. just so so bright. And uh, it was just a random thought that occurred to me yesterday, but I um, actually completely forgot about it until you just said that. But, yeah, so it wasn't so bad, um, kind of like London or Greater London or whatever, but um, I know outside mm-hmm. of that, it was um, there were some places that were pretty bad. They had it really bad. Very bad, yeah, because mm. they had flash floods here and all of this sort of stuff. And um, Yeah, but up here we've been okay, you know, mm. right where... We've been okay, um, but yeah, I was just wondering because, like I said, I saw that Lorraine had posted something, and um, it was like, ooh, they're getting rained on, but rained on in mm. a big way. Actually, they oh. they have here quite a lot, uh, at least in Vegas, at any rate. Um, like just the lightning, it's like a mm-hmm. lightning show. 
There's no mm-hmm. thunder. It's just like lightning and the sky will light up. But in recent years, it hasn't been so much. But when we first moved here, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know, just this mm-hmm. lightning show. But outside of that, yeah, no, it's been all right. So it's cooled off significantly. Liz, and when mm-hmm. I say significantly, it's gone from 80, 90, 110. It's, it's cooled off by maybe about 30 degrees. 30, oh, 35 yeah. degrees, so it's cooled off tremendously, which oh. is really nice, but it's really mm. humid. It's very humid oh, now. Oh, right, okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, you know, we, we hear people here, we, <laughs> we, we, we like that. When I, when I like the humidity so much, you know, it not do <laughs> so good. Um, so, you know, there's always something to moan about, isn't it? Yeah, that's but true, out- that's true. <laughs> now, outside of that, love, all, all is going well um, in my world. Going well in my world, definitely. So, guys, without further um, whatever, let's move right on. The universal law of um, being patient. And patient, I'll read it from this one. It's been said that patience is a virtue. And to all you attractioners, you law of attractioners out there, conscious and unconscious, aware and unaware, for all you attraction is out there, it's so much more than that. It's the difference between getting what you want and not getting what you want. The universal law of patience supports, supports the ability to choose a specific action and or reaction to the anticipated manifestation that you are wanting. In short, you get to choose how you behave until the thing that you desire comes into tangible form. Um, uh, You know, you get to choose how you behave until it moves into form. Patience is all about your ability to choose to be in the flow with tolerance and understanding. The universal law of patience supports you in maintaining your faith, and this is a big one. And faith is, as it was from uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen and this is really how we live our lives people don't actually believe that or people don't actually recognize this is how our lives are lived just, just that so the universal law the universal laws are like a gigantic jigsaw puzzle They have a design and flow that actually fits seamlessly together, unlike anything the human eye has ever seen. Yet, I do know, actually I'll back up, I'll come to that in a minute. Um, uh, uh, Excuse me, that uh, design and flow that fits seamlessly together, unlike anything the human eye can perceive. The universal laws are all interconnected. Without faith, there is no belief. Without belief, there is there, there can be no manifestation of the things that you are wanting in life. And that rolls on to say, without patience, there can be no faith. Without And, and it just knocks on. There's a knock-on effect. It's like a huge domino effect. And so the universal law of patience is huge. It truly is about your ability to choose to be in the flow with tolerance, and understanding and just with that alone it just explodes 
out into this into this forum or, or into this space where you are truly able to do what it is that you need to do. Patience is huge, huge in the grand scheme of things. It's huge in the actual manifestation process. Now, one of the things that I was going to say is that with uh, Hebrews 11, verse, uh, Hebrews 11, chapter 1 or verse 1, as it were, you know, a faith, faith that um, is the substance things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I was saying that we live our life like that, and we really do. We just don't realize that we are living our life like that. We don't realize that we are living a life of faith because everything has to start as an unseen before it becomes seen. And I, I actually think, lives if people actually took that and did their own due diligence and, 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 and pondered that, they would truly be able to see that that's a fact. It has to be, it has to be out of form before it can come into form. You have to think it into form. So therefore, it is something that is unseen and it moves into the unseen. And so for me, people are living a faithful life. It might be fretful and faithful or it might be a life that's, um, that's without patience and faith, but it's there. Your thoughts? No, yeah, no, I agree with you. You, you know, I, I think we tend to think of um, having patience as in sort of like sitting down and, um, you know, uh, you know, just waiting. That's the quintessential thing of, you know, you know, someone who's patient. But you have the other side of the, the, the coin, which is also patience. You know, you can see someone, um, you know, may having, they could have tiny, tiny microscopic pieces of glass and they're making a mosaic. The, the act of actually mm-hmm. doing that also mm-hmm. is an act of patience. Of patience. Yeah, so I think we we do, like you were saying, we actually do it all the time. Everything we do is actually, in a way, um, the patience waiting for whatever it is to occur. So I think we we generally are patient. I just don't think we give ourselves merit for the fact that we are being patient. You know, we're taking the steps towards whatever it is that we want to manifest. But as I said, we 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 don't give ourselves credit for that. No, no, and we don't, and that's really well said, you know, Liz, because especially with the analogy of the, the, the mosaic, you know, people putting something together and um, it's painstakingly, um, it, it, it's painstakingly slow, and I use the word painstakingly slow, but it's not, it's just a, the, the, the process, it's the process. I mean, you think about the, the, um, the Buddhist monks, who do the sand yeah, drawing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do the sand drawing. Olivia, a labor of love. And when them done, they just mash it up. Yeah. Yeah, they just sweep it up. And when them yeah. done, they just sweep sweep up the sand. Mm. Painstaking. And beautiful. It is mm. to the you know, like it it it, it is um it, it, it if guys actually if you've never seen that, I would actually suggest um that you go online YouTube is my best friend, but you go on go online and take a look for um, uh, Buddhist monks sand 
drawings. I'll, I'll phrase it that way. I don't know what the technical term is. But they, 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 they make absolutely beautiful mandalas and stuff, absolutely amazing. And they're so precise, given that they're just, mm, you know, mm. they're just sitting there and they're just blowing sand for all intent and purposes. Mm. And, and it, it's so precise. It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, so, yeah, patience isn't just about sitting and waiting. It's about the art of doing and doing what you need to do, doing, taking inspired action or, or um, taking in inspired thought or thinking inspired thoughts. It's about the art of doing, but the art of doing in a way that is um, unhurried. The art of being unhurried in doing what you need to do. The art of not being um, overwhelmed and harassed and, and, and things like that. You see, exercising patience can create, and when I say exercising patience, because as I said before, guys, we are living our life with patience. We are living our life with faith. Patience, um, let, excuse me, we are living our life with faith. So exercising patience, can actually create a memory, like a muscle memory, a go-to memory. It can create something. It's like a coping mechanism, if you will. But exercising patience can create a muscle memory and a spiritual muscle memory for that. And it can support you when you are anxious or when you're feeling strapped or when strapped for time or, you know, if you're irritated that, you know, uh, people, places and things aren't coming together or aren't doing what you want them to do and yada 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 you know the, the way things erupt in life for you the kind of tsunamis and the earthquakes and things that you have in your personal life and so patience when you actually develop that as a memory muscle or a spiritual muscle or a go-to muscle something that you can tap into it will assist and support you in being able to savor the experience and not allow the experience or the circumstance to control you. Patience allows you to control yourself within that circumstance. Does that make sense, Liv? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So having patience and actually working on developing this particular universal law, it allows you to be able to control yourself within the circumstance that you are in. See, guys, as I say each week, it's vitally important to remember that you don't actually control anything other than yourself. Even a circumstance that you have, com- you have created Understand that that circumstance has its own vital life force of which you cannot control. The only way that you have any kind of um, influence is on self and how you control yourself. And this is what patience does. Again, guys, it's important to understand. It doesn't allow you to control the circumstance, situation, people, places, and things. It allows you to control yourself 
in that circumstance, which is why why it said, you know, you should give thanks and praise. You should give thanks and praise for the circumstance that you find yourself in. You give thanks and praise. It it kind of it kind of um uh, what do you call it? E- equal it's an equalizer. You know, it it it's it's a balm. It it creates this dynamic. At any rate, patience will create this dynamic that allows you the time and space to also get to know what's going on in you and of course being able to observe what you've created in your macrosphere or to be able to observe what's going on externally to yourself so that you can, for all intent and purposes, um, view it in a non-threatening way, which then has a knock-on effect. You see, what all this, what all this boils down to is everything boils down to literally you and your choice-making process. Bottom line. As I've said before many times on the radio show, your first, the first universal law is choice. And that's conscious awareness of choice. Not, not just being conscious of it, but consciously aware of your choice. That is the first universal law. That sets into motion everything that happens in your life. That sets into motion the things that are manifested in your life, that sets into motion how you live your life. And so therefore, patience. Patience allows you the space and the time to get to know you within the world that you have created and within the world that you are wanting to create, that, the things that you want to manifest. So within the world that you are wanting to create, it creates a space or the dynamic for you to get, get to know you in a non-threatening way. Many times we react to situations or to, you know, people, places and things or to what have you, the, our environment, our circumstance. Many times we react in a way because we feel directly threatened. Now, many people will say that, oh, no, it's because of fear. While fear might play a role in that, many times people feel threatened by an outcome. They feel threatened by the unknown for all intent and purposes. And again, I'm not talking about being fearful because for me, those two things aren't necessarily synonymous. When people feel threatened, they feel that something's going to be done to their, to their person or, you know, to, to, to their property or what have you. People have a way of reacting. Being patient. Would you agree with that, Liv, just before I... Yeah, no, no, I agree. I, I think, um, you know, it, it gives us a chance to kind of recalibrate so that we... Yeah, good word. So yeah. That, yeah, so that um, we are more emotionally prepared to accept what it is that we want to manifest in our lives, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, actually you say that, Luke. I also think that it, it stops us from trying to, um, trying to make it happen. Yeah, yeah you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, yeah. 
Because I, 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 yeah. I, I was thinking a, a little while ago that um, I think like the micromanaging part, you know, like you were saying, uh, we are unable to sort of like, we're actually, we don't have any control over it. I think mm-hmm. that, I think that we do, but I think because we have, uh, you know, I kind of like see um, uh, when when we uh, when we incarnate, when we reincarnate or incarnate onto this earth, mm-hmm. it's like a spiritual um, development. You know, it's like mm-hmm. in in many ways you lose a lot of all the the things because I would say up until up until we actually um, incarnate, up until we are born. Um, on this plane, we are mm-hmm. aware of absolutely everything. We're omnipresent, omnisentient, mm-hmm. everything. So we knew, we know, we knew, we know how things work. We know the processes. We're aware. We're sort of like there every step of the way. But I think when we um, incarnate on, into this reality, we don't remember how to do all that. So I think mm-hmm. we are aware of it, but not on this level. Not on the level, level. that we're at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Now, spe- yeah. speaking of which, many people have sort of said to me, "Well, that's a bit redundant. My word's not there. That's a bit redundant. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 know all this stuff, and you reincarnate and or incarnate, and you you lose it all. Well, what it does, what what you do here is you are strengthening your understanding and your knowledge of you as a spiritual being." And that's what you're doing here. You know, uh, 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 and for me, it's like, don't get it twisted. You see, because when you leave here, you leave here with new knowledge. And you take that new knowledge and you weave it into what you already know. Because as you said, Livia, Livia, we we are omni-everything. Except I'm not an omnivore. (laughs) But we are are omni-everything. No, we are though. We're on the everything. Yeah, absolutely. On the on the present, the the whole the whole nine yards, and so oh. therefore, again, what you learn here. See, life is about a learning experience. In order to learn, again, I roll into this. You have to make a choice. If you don't make a choice, invariably one will be made for you based on the things that you have said that you've wanted to learn, based on the things that in your heart, your heart's desire that you want to know. These are the things that will come that will happen. You know, last week and the week before, I've been on, on this kick. And, you know, guys, for me, it's so vitally important for, uh, I think for you, and I'll say it this way, for you to take this information and do your own due diligence with it, okay? Not just because I said it means it's so, but do your own due diligence with it. But understand that your life will evolve based on what your true heart's desire is. This is why it is so important to tap into self, to connect to self at that deepest level and with nothing but raw honesty, talk to self and truly find out what it is that you want. You see, because if you don't make choices in the best interest of self, to support the thing that you want. I'm here to tell you, the thing that you want is coming. And it's going to come any which way that it can. And invariably what happens, if you are not coming from a place 
and living your life from an authentic place, i.e. making choices to support the thing that you want. The universe, known to me as God, and the God who you are, who is co-creating your life, will bring this stuff forward. This is why our lives are turned upside down. This is why we are turned inside out. We are pulled through the hedge backwards. All sorts of stuff. You know, the, the, the tsunami, the, the, the earth-shattering things, the blah, 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 blah. This is why it comes up. Because it's about the movement. You know, when, when you think about, um, particularly in this place, when you think about people, say, will move things and, and, and create space and clear space, they use stuff like dynamite and that. And when the dust settles, you're able to pick your way over, over the rubble or to move the rubble, to rebuild what it is that you are wanting. And this is something that happens. And for most people, they don't, they don't truly understand that and they don't understand it because they're hurt. They don't understand that because they're angry. They don't understand that because they're always asking why. I don't understand why this is happening. Oh, yeah, you understand. You need to tap into self. Does that make sense, Liv? Yeah, Liv. no, it, absolutely, Wendy. <laughs> you know, and, and one of the things I think, you know, in, it, it, that's really important is actually to build a relationship with yourself. Amen. You know, I think a lot of times we take ourselves for granted. You know, we don't mm-hmm. realize that. Um, it, it, take, for example, like talking to yourself, you know, talking to mm-hmm. yourself out loud, you know, and the response that because normally, you know, we, we keep our response in our head, you know, but actually mm-hmm. saying that response out loud, you know, and then talking again and having this, you have, you can like have a dialogue with yourself, but it's, it gives you a deeper understanding of, and, and it also, it makes you, it can actually make you feel as though you are really supporting yourself as though, you know, mm-hmm. you're not just out there on your own because there's a part of it. There are different facets of you that can actually it sounds and this is it I mean it sounds crazy you know socially you know people say okay well if you talk to yourself you know it's a sign of madness it's actually not a sign of madness I would say it's more a sign of madness not to not to have a relationship with yourself I mean if you're not in a relationship with yourself who are you in a relationship with you know, you're the, common the deno- you're the common denominator. And if you're not in a relationship with you, then who are you in a relationship with? How can you actually exactly. be in a relationship with any one thing or place if you actually don't even know? You know, well, if you are not even prepared to find out who you are. It, it doesn't make sense. You know, society says, you know, you talk to yourself, it's crazy. But it's, I think, on a social level, where this comes from, it's easier, I suppose it's kind of conspiracy theory a bit, it's easier to con- control people if they actually aren't in communication with themselves, if they don't know who they are. It's easy, because mm-hmm. then 
mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're like sheep. They can be pulled this way. They can be pulled that way. But if you actually, if you actually know who you are or try to develop a sense of who you are, to, to, to actually, for someone to say, okay, let's go and um, start a fire in this building or whatever, you know, I mean, the majority of people wouldn't do that anyway, but I'm just, it's just a, you know, off the top of my head example. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't do that because you're in a relationship with yourself. And, you, you know, you'd have that internal, you know, if you're with, with other people, you're not going to have that, in, that internal dialogue out loud, but it will be going on inside mm-hmm. your head. And it, it, I mean, because there are people out there who think, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. You should try it. You should try it and see what happens. You, you will be gobsmacked at the answers that you come up with for yourself to, you know, Anything. for solutions the, to things. Solutions. Yeah, mm-hmm. you will be absolutely gobsmacked. And you see, that's, that's, that's the ticket right there, Olivia, that people aren't really, as you said, it, it, it's, it's, while, while it is generally um, not a taboo taboo, but if you really talk to yourself and you're having a serious diehard conversation with yourself, people do kind of look at you with kind of raised eyebrows. Mm, you know, mm. and they're like, well, who are you talking to? You're like, well, I'm talking to myself. And, you know, they give you the, well, I hope nobody answered sort of thing because if somebody <laughs> answered, you're in trouble, you know, that, that sort of thing. But the name of the game is, truthfully, you are looking for an answer. And mm. this is why I'm a true believer in self-talk. Mm. You need to talk to yourself. And I'm not talking about talk at yourself. Far too many people, and we've said this on the show a hundred times, far too many people talk at themselves. You know, girl, you're so stupid. I don't believe you did that. Why do you always do that? You never learn the first time around. I'm not talking about that kind of uh, conversation. I'm literally talking about, okay, when, what do you think about this? What are your true thoughts on that? How does that really make you feel? Blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about having that kind of conversation with self. So, so it's re- it's really important, and as as Olivia said, as you said, Liv, which was right on, if you're not in a relationship with yourself, then who are you in a relationship with? And that's some deep stuff. Mm. If you don't have a relationship with yourself, then who do you have this relationship with? Because as you said, Olivia, you're the common denominator. In the me, myself, and I, you're the common denominator. And so that 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 was that was spot on. That was really really spot on. Um, patience in regard to you and making room for choices, making room for choices in a non-threatening way. The universal law of patience. This has it hands down. Patience also, and I believe Olivia, you had sort of um, said this. Patience allows. You, it, it provides the room for you to have deliberation, i.e. that inner self-talk, which is what this year is all about for us here on My Life, My Choice. This year is all about the internal dialogue. So it provides um, room, should you choose, of course, to have deliberations, to have talks, so that you can be thoughtful. You can be thoughtful in your choice-making process. And what this actually means for you is that you can talk to self. You can look at situation. You can view it. You can, you, 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 can, you can talk about it. You can turn it. You can spin it and get answers. 
so that you can then take inspired action. You can then take inspired action. Patience gives you a chance, actually, to, it gives you a chance for all the other universal laws that you are consciously aware of and or not, for them all to do what they need to do so you can have the manifested or the thing that you want to manifest. Patience is something that, um, as Olivia said, it's not just about sitting and waiting. Patience is about doing. Patience, being patient is an action. It is a, a conscious action at that. This particular universal law is one of those, it is a conscious action because you can choose whether to be patient or not. And as I said earlier, it's about a muscle. It's like a spiritual muscle that you strengthen. It's about a a, a memory, a go-to, a coping mechanism that you strengthen. And so patience will allow you to strengthen your resolve. Not only for the thing that you want to manifest, but it will allow you to strengthen your resolve as to how you show up on this screen of space that you have created that is your life. You see, far too often, we, I say far too often, because we live in this push-button world, we forget that there's a divine flow. And let me just flow, divine flow, because I want to say something about that as well. We forget that there is a divine flow. And, that there is, and that's the universal law of divine flow. There's a universal law of divine order. And no matter how impatient we get with ourselves, no matter how impatient we get with, um, um, with, with the universe, with God, with spirit, or people, places, and things, it is not going to speed up the divine flow. And it sure, it, 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 as sure as I'm breathing, it will not change the divine order of things. And so we are given all the tools, we are given everything that we need so that we can live a life. And I'm not going to say a life that's all peaches and cream because I don't believe that or cupcakes and rainbows or what have you. I don't believe that on a personal level. I believe that things happen and they happen for the reasons because of choices. And I believe that what we are here to do is to choose how to deal with it. Whatever comes up in life for you, it's about dealing with it. And as I said before, And I'll keep saying it, ever the desire of your true heart is, and that desire is what you came here to do, whatever it is, it is seeking the energetic equivalent on the external. Just like a radio, you tune in a radio, it's looking for that wave. And that thing within you that you came here to do, your purpose is seeking is seeking a way to come to the forefront. So in regard to patience, as I was saying, it allows you to strengthen your resolve. And one of the things that happens when, you know, if, if you have decided to do something 
and um, say it's not going well. It's not going well. Patience allows you or prevents you from panicking. It can allow you that time to inhale and exhale and actually look at your situation with detached involvement, which is a term we use, or at least I use in my coaching practice. Detached involvement, which what that really alludes to You are able to see it without putting any emotions into it. You are able to view the situation, it, you are able to view the situation without becoming emotionally compromised by what you're seeing. Patience allows you to do that. So it prevents you from panicking because as I said earlier, if people are panicked, they are coming from a place where they feel they need to defend themselves. And not always from a place of fear. You don't have to be afraid to panic. But you can panic because you can see something that's going to happen or you feel that something's going to happen that you don't want to happen. And you see, patience allows you to not go there. It also, again, looking at you from the inside out, looking at you from the inside out, it prevents this thing of of you vacillating. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. Shouldn't I? Ah, I don't know. Ah, I don't know what to do. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. It really does prevent you from vacillating, especially once you have actually started a process. You see, once you've started a process and once you've, you've, declared the thing that you want to manifest my thing to everybody listening to this podcast is simply this know that which you ask for know that which you ask for have a clear understanding of what you're asking for so you don't in the middle of it if it's not manifesting or unfolding the way you want it to you don't start vacillating you know if you if you're going to uh, California or are you going to um, central London or wherever you are, if you're going to the city and or leaving the city, wherever you find yourself in the world, if you're going to the city and or leaving the city, you have a route in mind. You don't get in the car and start thinking, oh, do I turn left? Do I turn right? Do I turn left? Do I turn right? Oh, I've got to turn left. Oh, I've got to turn right because I've got to go this way. Ah, what am I going to do? Do I turn left? You don't do that. You know, because if you do that, You're not going to get anywhere. The manifestation process. In manifesting, you do that, and what happens, it stops everything. And if it doesn't stop it, it really slows it down. It really slows it down. You see, energy needs a clear and decisive, a clear and decisive signal. Think about being around people and they're giving you mixed signals. It's that sort of thing. You, you, you don't know what to do. Energy in the manifestation process needs a clear and decisive signal. If you're, if you're in your car, if you're in your car and you're trying to tune your, your, your radio in and you're getting all this static, the signal's not clear. It's not decisive. 
And so therefore, that which you want, the radio station, cannot be transmitted back to you. Patience assists you, or the universal law of patience, exercising this law, will assist and support you in being able to tune in and being able to tune in. It's a wonderful thing. Patience is a wonderful thing because it creates a space for balance. And many people, when they, when they hear the word balance, because there is definitely a universal law of balance, when they hear the word balance, they think of, you know, a pair of scales and that the scales aren't moving. That's not true. Balance, in balance, you are always moving. You are always moving. You are always moving from the right to left, up, down, ever so slightly, ever so slightly. But balance is about movement that you are comfortable with. And again, I keep talking about space. It creates space. Um, the phrase is, nature abhors a vacuum. But I don't believe that nature abhors a vacuum or nature hates a vacuum. Uh, or so it's been said. I believe that nature loves a vacuum. Nature loves space because that space can be filled with something that you desire. That space can be filled with something that you want to manifest. That space allows creativity to happen and happen the way that you want it. Would you agree, Olivia? Um, yeah, I would. I would agree. Are you listening? I would. You, you know what? <laughs> it was it that was it that obvious? Um, I was I, I, I was formulating a thought. That's why um, mm-hmm. because I I was thinking that a lot of times that um, because I think you said. Uh, we can't change the divine order. I think that's what that, it was. It was a while ago because I've been thinking about it for mm-hmm. a while. Um, but we we can't change the divine order, but we can actually accept what is manifested within the divine flow. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times um, we don't see that we already have what we Amen. have asked for. You know, say so like, um, you know, people will say, oh, I, I want a mi- I, I want a million dollars. I want a million pounds. You know, you think about that. OK, how much money has passed through your hands in your lifetime? You know, exactly. You know, yeah. the, value, the value of your house. That's part of your the million pounds you're asking for. Any Thank money you. that you owe. So if you owe money on your home, that's even more value. That I mean, whoever you owe that money to, as far as they're concerned, that's that's your you, you owe it to them. All right. So therefore, that also is part of your million. If you pay rent, exactly. if you pay taxes, that's also part of your million. Exactly. So it's really important to ask for what it is that you want with clarity. Because if you, mm-hmm. because if, if you're not, if you're, because, because, okay, you, you want, you want the, you want the uh, million dollars or a uh, million pounds or whatever, but you have to think about, as I said, you have to think about whether you actually have already got it. You know, how many houses have you 
have you um, bought? Mm-hmm. You know, whether they're rented, mm-hmm. whether they're um, uh, on the house note, or what I think you call it, or mortgage, or you know, how mm-hmm. how many have you had? Have you already had that million pounds pass through your hand exactly. or pass through your bank account in some way, shape, or form? So sometimes exactly. we actually have already got what we've asked for. We just don't actually see it. Exactly. And Liz, that is a really, really, for me, that's really profound and definitely something worth thinking about because that's a truism, as if, if ever I've heard it. And like I'm hearing that for the first time, a, a little light bulb went on in my head because <clears throat> that's something that I had never, ever considered that, you know, um, you ask for and we'll use money. You, you know, mm. you, you ask for money and you'll say, okay, I want, um, I want uh, £10,000 or $10,000. And perhaps without putting the, the phrase an additional $10,000, I want $10,000. Well, guess what? Everything that has flowed through my hands today or through my hands this year whether or not it was it was mine to keep, it flowed through my hands with ten thousand dollars and more. And, you know, mortgage, and the, car note, this, the, the, yeah. the, the whole thing. You know, medical expenses, shopping. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. winning money at the casino. Blah blah blah. Put, putting it back, eating out. Yada yada yada. I had my this, ten thousand right there. And this, that's right. And the thing with that is, in 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 when you think of it that way, I mean, if you I say, okay, well, you want 10000 and you think about everything you've, you've done and what have you, whether it's passed through your hands already. If you've had £10,000 already, there's nothing for the universe to do. If you've exactly. had more than 10000 then you actually possibly might need to pay back. And that's when the universe will, will act accordingly. Exactly. Exactly. Because you've already have it. You, you haven't asked for it anymore. So therefore, the excess... You know, it's like, okay, well, you've had 10,000, you've got a house, uh, right, okay, well, that's too much. Oh, my gosh, that's not what she asked for. Um, let's mm-hmm. sort the house out. Let's take the house away. You know, exactly. and it's those, it's those sort of nuances that you have to think about when you're asking for stuff, when you're actually looking at your life. And that's one of the things about, well, I suppose you have to have the thought in the first first place of being honest, of being honest about, what's happening in your life, you know, actually seeing it for what it is and not what you actually wanted it to be. Amen. And that's it. See it for what it is, not what you want it to be. And then you can create within your imagination the things exactly. that you want. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because until such time that you can truly see your life for what it is, you're going to be working on a premise of what you want it to be, and that's working from a lie. And if the lie isn't in conjunction with the true thing that you want that's within your subconscious, that's within your heart, the true desire, um, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And as you said, Liz, which, again, backtracking to what you were saying about, then, you know, you asking for this stuff and you actually have it. Mm. You actually have it. And you're not asking for enough. This is one of the reasons why within the universal laws of attraction, and it's not even within, just just never mind, no, I take that back, I was going to say never mind that. Within the spiritual laws, whether it be 
the Bible, whether it be the Quran, whether it be the Torah, whether it be the Divas, whether it be um, the, uh, the spiritual writings, you know, I don't know, Joseph Murphy, who, 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 whoever, you know, Ernest Holmes, whoever, Florence Grove Shin, whoever, or whomever, everybody always says the abundance is there for you. Ask for all of it. People don't ask for enough. And they don't. They don't. And asking for enough based on what you just said really lives. That just, that, that, that just, it just, I could hear that bell ringing in my head. <laughs> you know, you, you need to ask for more because you, you already got. And if you're not asking for enough, you may lose that which you have. And that's, that's, that's actually a, a serious fact, which perhaps is why people, they're like, you know, I'm doing so-and-so, and it was all going good, and then I couldn't get any traction, and then everything went to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know what I did wrong. And seriously, they were doing everything according to their thought process right. Mm-hmm. See, the power of the spoken word is huge. Do you know something? Yesterday, although I won't say who, but yesterday, um, somebody had said to me that what they need to do is they're going to ask God to give them a new heart based on how they're feeling. They're feeling really sad. Mm-hmm. And they, they're going to ask God to give them a new heart. And, you know, a lot of times I, I just allow people to speak. I Literally, out of my mouth it flowed. I wouldn't do that if I was you. Are you asking for a heart transplant? What are you mm-hmm. asking for? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, no, 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 no. So then my thing was, at the end of the day, what you're asking for, you know, long story short, is for God to heal the pain that you're feeling based on the Mm -hmm. experience that you're you're having. So ask for what you want. Exactly. Ask for what you want. Because I said, do you want to be on the transplant, (laughs) transplant list? And it was like this, like, well, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, what mm. are you talking about? What are you talking about? And this, this is one of my pet peeves. You know, people need, you need to listen to yourself. This is why talking to yourself is so important. What were you going to say, darling? No, I was, I was going to say, it, it's realizing Put your that, hand down. You know, <laughs> it's realizing. Yeah, it was. It was waving. I'm like, I don't care, you know. Um, <laughs> I, you know, as as a nation, um, as a as a world as a nation, uh, yeah, as a people, uh, we don't realize how powerful we are, you know. know and this. the universe acts on our behalf. That's how powerful we are. It will give us what we want. So if, you know, like you say, you know, someone said, oh, um, you know, I want a new heart. That, 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 that's a wish. That's a wish right there. You know, it may not happen now. It could happen 10 years time or whatever. There you that was go. a wish right there. There you go. A very, da- a very see, dangerous wish. Then people don't understand because as you yeah, said, Olivia, absolutely. it may not be this year, next year, but it was a wish said with passion and belief. And you have been heard that signal has gone out there. There is a divine flow and a divine order for all things. So it might not be this year. 
And then 10 years from now, you don't understand why you, you're as healthy as what, I mean, you, you, you run every day, you know, you lift weights, you, you eat what is considered to be a healthy diet, whatever that is in this day and age. You consider to eat what's a healthy diet. Um, you meditate, you do all this stuff. But yet, 10 years almost to the date of you making, putting this wish out there, or you expressing this desire because of where you were in your life, it has to be made manifest. It has to be made manifest. And that's another thing, Olivia, people find it so difficult to understand that where they find themselves in their life is a result of the things that they have put into action. Mm-hmm. They find it so, many people find mm-hmm. it so abhorrent. I mean, mm-hmm. as I said, you know, with speaking with the ladies at Shade Tree, I had to actually tweak how I phrased that mm-hmm. because people were upset. I mean, I know some people thought they wanted to beat my ass, but it wasn't going down like that. <laughs> but people were upset. No, I'm serious. People mm-hmm. were upset. You know, they walked out of the class, they're slamming the door, all this sort of stuff. I don't have time for this. No. And so then I said to myself, okay, Wendt, I'm here. I, I don't, the, the name of the game is I want to disseminate the information. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's not my, mm-hmm. it's not my desire to come here and upset. And it was like, mm. okay, repackage it, mm. repackage mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. that's what I did. Mm-hmm. But even then you can see the discomfort. Yeah, Even absolutely. then you can see the discomfort. Still live, when you say stuff to people like, your intuition told you this wasn't going to work. You cannot look at me and tell me that your intuition didn't speak to you. Mm. How many people did, how many people in this room or how many people listening to this podcast, whatever has happened to you, how many people can really say that your intuition at some stage or another said to you, don't do this. And I swear to God, lives a hundred percent. Everybody's hand goes up. This is what I mean by you knew. You took the action, and, uh, and let me just say this for everybody who's listening to this as a um, a, a blanket caveat from Olivia and myself. We are not condoning any behavior that has been perpetrated against you and or your family and or your loved ones. Anything, any heinous act, nothing. It's not about condoning the behavior. It's about understanding how powerful you are in Mm -hmm. the creation or the co-creation of your life. You see, many people are under under the misconception that the universal creator known to me as God, whomever your chosen deity is, will create things for you just off the bat. That's not how that rolls. You have to make a choice and you have to make a choice because you have to be responsible. You have to take ownership and you are accountable for everything that you do in life. So if God, known to me as the creator, universal architect, universal creator, arbitrarily just does something for you, then truthfully, you are no longer responsible for that. But the reality is you are responsible for your life. Don't get it twisted, people. Don't get it twisted. You are responsible for your life. And that's a 
That's a hefty responsibility. What are you laughing for? That's a hefty responsibility. Or were you going to say something? Was that, was that your hand? <laughs> yes. Um, oh, sorry. You know, like uh, um, you said, yeah, you, 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 uh, what, what did you, I can't remember what you said. Um, but I'm just going to read what I wrote and hopefully it will make sense. You know, when you took the action, mm-hmm. there was usually an alternative. You know, it was, I oh, should I do this or should I do that? I'll do that. Right? That's right. And you've taken whatever action you've taken. Um, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, so, so you, had, you had an alternative and you took whatever action that at the time you thought was appropriate. The thing is, it's really hard for us to know which is the action to take. You know, because invariably you do have an alternative. You do have another side to the coin. You know, um, okay, do I? Uh, um, okay, let's take something crazy. Do I take? Do do I get a divorce or don't I get a divorce? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, you take the. Okay, well, no, I won't get a divorce. But the part of you is saying, I really, you know, I I, I do want a divorce. But you're saying, okay, well, I'll stay in the relationship. How, I mean, this is actually a question. I mean, how do you know which is the right? Re- I mean, you, there is no such thing as a bad choice. I don't believe there is. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think we stay in things until we have got to a certain point where we have... Um, it's a break point. Well, until we have sort of like learned everything that we need to know about ourselves within that scenario. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I think we definitely turn away and say okay finished ended done but there are points along the way where you're sort of like given the given the the choice that open choice that you are consciously aware of that you can take an alternative route but a lot of times we'll stay in where where we are because it's comfortable you know in many ways we know it as opposed to going to something that we don't know you know go like going to something blind but it's very hard to know which choice to make when it comes to the fork in the road this this is why for me olivia it's so important that people do have that dialogue with self that that friendly raw fun loving conversation with self that honest raw conversation about what is it that you are wanting for you truly wanting for you should you decide to stay or should you decide to go you have a clear understanding of the choice that you are making so that when life tsunamis come when the, when the earthquakes come and they do come and it's okay it's life when they do come you are able to hold on to what it is that you truly want for you the thing that you have married yourself to, you know, what does it look like, this thing you want? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? You, you have married yourself to this thing so that you can hold on to it as you go frailing all over the place, blown in the wind. You can hold on to it knowing that with truth, this is what you want. This is your belief. This is what you want. And, and that, that, you know, as you say, Liv, we always have two ways that we can go with, any, with anything. Actually, three ways. You can choose to do nothing or you can choose to go left, right, up, down, whichever. 
You can choose to do nothing or you can choose to go this way or you can choose to go that way. We have three things, always in threes, that we can do. But a choice you will make. Whether you choose to do nothing, you have made a choice. And, of course, you go left or right, you've made a choice. The name of the game is once you've made your choice, recognize that you own it. So for me, it's about doing the preliminary work before. And that is to have that conversation. What am I wanting for me in this moment? Or what am I wanting for me regarding my relationship or my finances, you know, my marriage, my health? What am I really wanting for me? No, not what the doctors have told me. Not, not, you know, not, not, not what my spouse has said, not what the church has said, not, you know, not what my parents have said, not what Oprah Winfrey has said, you know, my counsel. What am I wanting for me? And then you say what you want. I want to stay in the relationship. Okay, fine. The one question I would say, I would say to you is this. What does it look like to stay in a relationship that's fraught with problems and it be for your best interest? And that's what I would ask. Not are your best interests being served. What does it look like to stay in a relationship and your best interests be served? Sorry, go on. Go ahead, darling. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, the other thing is, you know, that, um, you know, when you have the fork in the road and the choices to make and you say, okay, well, well, I'll take, I'll take, you know, choice A opposed to um, uh, choice B, you know, your heart of hearts is telling you, okay, I, I really need to go the other way, but I'll stay there. I'll go, I'll go, you know, choice B because it's easier. It feels easier. And so it's like when the proverbial actually hits the fan, I think one of the most empowering things you can do is actually say, okay, well, I actually chose this. I created this. Oh. And if I can create that, this, there is nothing that I can that I not cannot do. create. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing and you it, can't and create. It, it, it's, getting, it's getting to that point. And in order to get to that point, you have to know yourself. And to know yourself means that you don't blame people, places, and things, including yourself, for things that have happened in your life. It just means that you just own it. You just own it. Come barrel, you just own it. There are no um, recriminations, I think the word is. It's none of that. You just well, own it. There isn't any there shouldn't be any recriminations because you're actually showing yourself how powerful you are. It's not a bad thing; it's actually exactly. a good thing. Exactly. And sometimes I think we go through um, crap for the want of a better word to actually show ourselves. We put ourselves in that position so we can actually physically just say, well, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, just say, actually, do you know what? I, I, I I'm really powerful. I mean, I created this. I mean, how more powerful can I be? And if you can create one circumstance, you can create the opposite circumstance. It's a choice. And, it's a choice as to, and, as to whether... And it's, and, sorry, and, it, and it's very important, as you were saying, to actually accept ownership of that. Because if you accept mm-hmm. ownership, you, you actually are owning 
the the whole the whole scenario. You're owning the energy, the vibration, and everything, exactly. and that can carry you forward onto doing great and wonderful things. There are so many people that some some heinous, horrible awful things have happened yeah. to them and they've owned that power they've owned that um that vibration and it's taken them on to go on to do this that that and the other with their life and they've become really not not that everyone's looking for a success but they've been really successful in helping other people and in, 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 in helping exactly. other people they're obviously helping themselves as well so you know it's a two-way thing it's not just about it's, it's, it's yeah anyway see that, so that being said important. you know you, you you, you you say that um, for, you know, guys, dolls listening to this podcast, if you've never read a book called A Child Called It, that to me is a classic example of what Olivia was just referring to. Uh, uh, a situation that really, I mean, every time... It's really funny. That book affected me really profoundly in that if I could have got hold of this kid's mother, I'd have beat her like a piñata. I'd have beat her like a piñata. I'd have beat her like she stole something and got caught. Yeah? And that's, that's actually highly unusual for me. You know, I can read and I learn from what I read, etc. But I read that book, A Child Called It, and I could not believe. It, it, it was like looking at myself, you know, like standing outside of myself. I couldn't believe how angry I was with this woman. Mm. How angry I was with this woman. But that being said, um, that was my experience with it. Where I was going with this is the book, it, it's a really good illustration of how one... Um, embraces their power. They take their power back by owning what's happened to their life. And this was a kid. This was a child. And so there is power to be had. This is something that I talked to the ladies at Shade Tree about. You know, take your life back. Take your power back. Take it back. You know, take your life back. Don't 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 give your power away. People spend so much of their lives trying to please other people. Please and appease other people. And as a result, their life goes down the drain. And as a result, they 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 don't experience the ultimate happiness that is trying to come out. And their relationships are always crap. It starts out well, but it always goes to crap. And it goes that way because they are not being authentically who they are here to be. So that, that, that being said, guys, it's vitally important to start looking at your life. And, uh, and I'm going to say, as we're talking about the universal law of patience, it's also about being really patient with yourself in this process. It's about being willing to, to be tolerant as you grow. As you grow and you learn to know you, it's about being patient. It's about being tolerant. It's about um, being ex- 
excuse me, it's about being accepting of self. It's about recognizing, as I said before, and this is huge for me, whatever your circumstances, wherever you find yourself, if you can start saying thank you for that circumstance, you have just flipped everything on its head. And I mean thank you and really mean it. Sometimes you have to say, start saying thank you and you don't mean it, but you've got to put the lip service out there so that you, the inner you, who recognizes the power in gratitude and thankfulness will attach itself to that energy. So it, patience is about you having the space and the autonomy to review your life and to view your life from a different perspective so that you can make choices that are truly um, in alignment with what it is that you want to experience. You need to talk to yourself, and you really do need to talk to yourself. Not at self, but as I said earlier, you, to, to talk to yourself, to find out what it is that you are wanting. Patience is a powerful universal law. And once again, don't get it confused with divine flow and divine order. Divine flow, this is the way it's flowing. <clears throat> divine order means that the tree cannot sprout or the tree cannot grow before you put the seed in the ground. Or if you're doing hydroponics, the seed, it, has, it comes from a seedling. And it comes from a seedling for a specific purpose. That's not just random. There's a purpose behind it. There's a purpose be behind the divine flow. There's a purpose behind divine order. And so therefore, patience allows you to move within that flow, to move within that order, and to move within that flow and order with ease. Your life, guys, is about the choices that you make. And your life is built one choice at a time. And this is whether you choose consciously or unconsciously. This is whether you choose with conscious awareness and or not. My thing to you is you have the ability to choose with conscious awareness that which you want. But in order to choose that which you want, you need to know what it is that you want. I can't know that for you. I can't know that for you. Nobody can know that for you. Only you know that for you. Only you know that. People can make the assumption, but they really don't know. They might be right. They might be part, part way right. But only you know. Started the show, we spoke about, um, when we started the show, we spoke about, let me see if I can find it here. We spoke about, um, faith um, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And this is how we live our life. We live a faithful life, but people don't realize that. Because as I said before, everything is unseen before it is seen. It cannot be any other way because you live your life from the inside out, not the outside in. 
So everything is unseen until it is seen. You live a faithful life. But in order to, I think, um, recognize that, it takes patience, it takes faith, it takes belief, it takes understanding the divine flow, divine order. It takes understanding the universe. And these are all universal laws I'm speaking of. It takes understanding the universal law of secrecy, the universal law of silence, the universal law of gratitude, the universal law of, um, of equipoise, the universal law of balance. The, it takes all these laws. It takes all these laws and understanding them. And also, in addition to that, it takes the understanding that everything that you do creates a law. Because, guys, at the end of the day, you are the universal law. Don't get it twisted. That's how powerful you are. You are a spiritual force of nature. You are a spiritual force of nature. And so, therefore, it takes all the laws plus the laws that you make you see, a law is something that's going to create a return. So anything that you do, whether it is good or bad, whether you deem it good, bad, happy, sad, nice, not so nice, um, mediocre, nice, whatever you do, it's a law. And that law, the, the universal laws are all about energy and the flow of energy. Now, I take that back, guys. Let me back up. The universal laws are about the flow of energy in regards to transmission and receiving. So therefore, anything that you do creates a law because it's going to transmit. And out there, because you have transmitted it, there is a frequency that's going to attach to it, just like a radio station. Does that make sense, Liz? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So just, just just like a radio station. But there are there there are laws already in place. There are laws that I call the underpinning, like the universal law of discipline. It's an underpinning. And what I mean by this is is something that it's a pillar upon which things stand. The universal law of action, it's a pillar upon which things stand. The actual universal law of attraction is one of the laws, one of the universal laws that, excuse me, is one of is a universal law that is part of the universal laws and you see many people will talk about and I, I know I'm backtracking here or I'm back off topic but many people will talk about the universal laws the universal law of attraction and what they don't understand is it's made up of all these other laws in addition to the fact that we are the law Within our world, we are the law because the law is governed by the words that we speak. The words that we speak have a vibrational frequency. That vibrational frequency goes out as a wave and it looks for something. It's transmitted and it looks for something to receive it and it has to come back to you. That's God's law. It's a universal law. And so therefore, guys, it's really important to understand that you are, as Olivia said, you, you, we all are, we are amazing. 
beyond measure in this dimension we call earth. We are amazing. But we have been taught not to understand and or pursue and or look for the majesty within ourselves. In actual fact, we've been taught the total opposite, that we're just cogs in a wheel. Or as my man says, Pink Floyd, we're just bricks in a wall. But what they don't understand is, without the bricks in the wall, there is no wall. Absolutely none. So guys, you are amazing beyond measure. Embrace your power. Embrace your majesty. The work. The hardest work you will ever do. And somebody has said to me, why do you always say it's hard? Because it's hard. That's why. You know, I could use the word challenge. It's a challenge. But that doesn't even begin to describe it. The hardest work you are ever going to do is to figure out what it is that you want for you and then hold on to it and go the distance, knowing that you need to invoke the universal law of flexibility so that you don't become so rigid and don't change and move and ebb and flow where you need to because things that are too rigid, they'll break. So it's having this understanding and implementing your power, listening to your intuition. The universal law is, uh, intuition is the universal law. Listening to your intuition. Your intuition gives you inspired directives or gives you inspired, um, uh, it, it gives you information so that you can take inspired action. So it gives you inspired directives so you can choose to take inspired action. See, guys, none of us are getting out of this game with this physical body intact. That's not how that rolls. None of us. So what is it that you want to do in between now and then? In between now when you make your transition and go back to whence you came from. And or if that's not your belief, if you're agnostic, if you're atheist or what have you, and you don't believe that we're going anywhere. So what do you want to do in between now and the time that you are no more? Do you want to keep doing the same thing? Because that's a choice too and you really can if this is what you want. But understand this is, understand that this is what you want. If this is not what you want and you do not want to continue doing the same thing, then what is it that you are wanting to do? People, it's time to start speaking to yourself. As they say in the West Indies, time is running and passing. I'm running and passing. I'm running and passing. And you can't get that back. It's gone. It's gone. So as I know the ladies at Shade Tree, I know they're tired of hearing me say this, but you have 1,440 minutes in a day. 1,440 minutes in a day. What are you going to do with them? Every day you are given this gift. Every day you are given this spiritual currency. Time. Spiritual currency. It's money. Time. Every day you're given this. What are you choosing to do with it? You can spend as little as you want or you can spend as much as you want. 
or in the words of Neville Goddard, you can literally invest instead of spend. How are you investing your time? How? Better yet, what are you wanting to invest your time in? Most of us spend a lot of time and we can't even account for half the time that we spend. We cannot. So what spend, are you... in that respect, in that respect, we're spendaholics, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. We're spendaholics. Good, good, good catchphrase. Yeah, we're spendaholics. We'll spend. What are you investing in? Investment indicates that you will get something back. It's about a return on your investment. It's about a return on your time. So that being said, guys, the universal law of patience. The universal law of patience is all about you. So before I wrap up, Liz, is there anything that you would like to say? No, no, no. The universal law of patience is more for me than, is more than, you know, you having a virtue of being able to sit and wait. The universal law of patience is all about you um, and your ability to choose, to choose, to be, mm, in the flow with tolerance and understanding that will support you in making choices in the best interest of self without being frazzled, hassled, and everything that may go with it. The universal law of faith supports you in maintaining, excuse me, the universal law of patience supports you in maintaining your faith in the belief or the true uh, conscious awareness that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen or not yet seen. As I said in the synopsis, the universal laws are like a giant jigsaw puzzle and they have a design and flow that fits seamlessly together. Patience assists you in being able to put your jigsaw puzzle together in a way that will allow things to manifest the way in which you want them so Liz anything else that you'd like to add before I no no not at all Wentz. no yeah. okay guys well um, you've been listening to an episode of my life my choice understanding the power of patient of being patient um and we've been talking about the universal law of patience in addition to a few of the other laws, but understanding that the universal law of patience um, will allow you to be, it will allow you to be in a way where you are not feeling defensive or not feeling hurried and harried. It allows you to be. And when you are able to be, you are able to see and to make choices in the best interest of self. So my name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I'm a choice expert. My co-host has been Olivia Lashley from... Olivia Lashley from London in the UK. <laughs> she said it twice, didn't she, Olivia Lashley? Like I didn't know, right? Um, <laughs> I should okay. Right, yeah, from London in the UK. And guys, I'd like to thank you for listening in. I hope you found this helpful. Again, my name's Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I'm a choice expert and an intrinsic coach. And Olivia is an expressions coach and an artist. And on that note, 
Peace out, guys. Love you guys. Love you, sis. And I think I'm going to go out with... I'm going out with Bob Marley. Man to man is so unjust. Children. <laughs>